if there was a once a day opportunity placed before you to be revived, rebuilt, repaired, or restored, and all you had to do was jump in a pool to get it, would you wait around till somebody pushed you? Or would you do everything you could to get in that pool? Currently rocking in the school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. Uh We're back again. Uh, Sorry we skipped last week, but it was Thanksgiving weekend, and I decided to just stay home and eat a bunch of leftovers. So that's what I did. (laughs) So if you missed my show last week, don't worry about it. I'm still here. Don't panic. Everything is well. And (laughs) thank you. For all the listeners, we, we, we reached a ton of listeners this week, and I think it's just so awesome that you guys uh, take a moment out there to to listen to what I have to say, and I can't thank you guys enough. And some for some real quick stuff, um, if you're watching me on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button, the subscribe button, ring the bell, do all the stuff required so that the algorithms start to push me more, and that would be awesome, right? And... If you're if you if you prefer to just uh, listen to the audio, I'm available on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever your favorite co- podcasts are available. I'm there also, so just uh, search 100% Richard, and guess what? I'll pop up. And uh, just a real quick thing: go to 100richard.com, um, check out the donation page. Um, I'm in the process of making that switch, so go to the donation page if you if you really think I'm I'm doing good stuff and you like what I'm doing. You can make a donation there from zero dollar, from you know a penny up to whatever you want to do, and to a dollar, you know five hundred dollars, whatever you want to do. And also on that page is a place to grab merchandise, so you can click on the link. I also have the link down below in the description, so you can click on a link that, that that's available there. I got T-shirts that say "Living Life, Loving Jesus." I got some designs that I've created that say "Living Life, Loving Jesus." So go check out the merchandise. Uh, it's one hundred richardcom and click on the donation page and support and help and uh, to help keep this going and growing. I just think you guys are, once again, just thank you guys for being so often awesome. And one last thing before we get going, you got to check out wildbull.shop. Everything is available from soap to beard stuff to merchandise. You got to go there, check out everything they've got. And since you hang out with 100% Richard, Use the coupon code WILDBULL, 115% off select merchandise. That's WILDBULL.SHOP. Own your game. <laughs> so, all right. So, here we go. Um, I had this great opportunity this past week to uh, to lead our mid-service at, at, at the church that we're starting here in my local area. And if you know where that is, that's awesome. And uh, there's a link down below to my church so you can check out where, where we're all located all over Southern California and around the world. Um, so make sure to go check that out too. Um, but I got the opportunity to lead and I haven't, I haven't done that for a while. So I was, I was very grateful that I was asked to, to, to lead the, the, the Wednesday night service and I thought it was fantastic. And something jumped out while I was talking to our group and uh, that reminded me of, of something. So I'm going to actually talk about that today. And, and it starts out with this. Jesus asked a guy once, do you want to be made well? 
I think it's interesting, and and I believe it's the only time that he actually asks somebody. He says, "Hey you, hey you, do you want to be made well?" And and what do you think his response was? You know, if Jesus, if you know, knowing who Jesus is now, I'm pretty sure if he walked up to you and said, "Hey, do you want to be made well?" He would go, "Yeah, dude, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I want to be made well. I don't care what's going on." <laughs> so I know how awesome you guys are, and I just want to actually, you know read this story to you. So before I answer what this guy's response was, I want to actually read it in, in the Bible context. So um, this is John chapter five, verses one through nine. I may have mentioned this before because I really like this set of verses and I really, and what I get out of it every time, every time I read it, I get something different out of it and I really enjoy what happened here. So um, here we go. I'm just going to go ahead and start with this. So this is John chapter five, verses one through nine. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and the Jews went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these grew a, late, a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water, for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first... After the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well and he took up his bed and he walked. Now, I think this is so awesome because his response was, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. And, and I think it's interesting that a guy that had an infirmity, an ailment, a sickness, something was wrong with him. Nobody knows exactly what it was because the, the term infirmity is actually kind of broad. And so I'm going to take a look at this and I'm going to look at it from an interesting point of view. So this guy had this infirmity for 38 years. He made his way to the pool but could not come to finish the task of getting in. So I think, I think, think of this for a minute. Somebody is sick, hurt, dying, um, maybe out of whack for a little bit. Uh, maybe their mind is messed up. Uh, maybe they have depression, anxiety, or any of these kinds of things. And they know that there's a way out of it. And it's just right over there. There's something, and they just can't seem to get to that place of breakthrough. And when he's confronted with this, when somebody comes and says, hey, I got a way that might help you. And he comes up with an excuse. There's no one here to push me in the pool. There's no one here to help me. But you got there. This is, this is how my, my brain thinks like this. So when you first read this, you think to yourself, man, what is up with this dude? He made it to the pool. If he was sick or had an issue for 38 years, if he had some kind of problem for 38 years, now I'm going to ask you, if you had a problem for over 38 years, wouldn't you get to a doctor? Wouldn't you find a way to fix it? Now, let's, now let's look at it from, from the point of view of this. If you've been struggling in life and you have some sort of issue, do you try to figure out how to get out of it or you just try to live with it? 
So I don't know if people took him to the pool and just left him. I don't know how close he was to the pool. Could he get his fingers in there? I don't know if there was a line and people kept cutting in front of him. But I do know he was there and had something that needed to be fixed. He needed to be revived in some way. He was in that position for 38 years. He wasn't next to the pool for 38 years. He had the condition for 38 years. And in my mind, I think, is we don't need anybody to push us into the pool. If we have a desire to get ourselves in a better position or a better place in life, no matter what is in front of us, we should do all it takes to get there and not make any excuses to do so. But it's natural. This is what we do. Us as as natural humans, sinners, whatever you want to call us, we, we, we will make excuse after excuse after excuse to not do something. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm hurt and I'm broken and I, I just can't do, you know, you, I, I can't do that. Or so we decide, well, now I can never do anything. And next thing you know, I'm sitting on the couch doing nothing forever. I don't even try or don't even bother. Or, or maybe I've been struggling with something that, that, that is, is mental and, or, or maybe I have family issues or something. But if I don't make an opportunity to go out and try, I'm going to have issues. Well, this guy is like, well, there's nobody here to push me in. I got this far. This is as good as it gets. But then there is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus shows up at the scene in the last two verses of the Bible, of, the, of this section, of this section of scriptures. He shows up on the scene and healed the man despite his excuse. Notice that Jesus doesn't even take his excuse into consideration. He simply just says to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well and he took up his bed and he walked. So even when we are living life loving Jesus, we have struggles. This is something I will always, always talk about. We will always hear me say that struggles are a part of life. Everything we do, every no matter what happens, um, just, just recently my truck broke. I got the, the check engine light came on, and as soon as the check engine light comes on, you panic, and the first thing you do is check the gas cap, right? <laughs> That's the first thing. I t- take the gas cap off, put it back on. Come to find out I had a bad cylinder, or not a bad cylinder, I had a bad spark plug and a bad coil pack. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. And so I had to change it. And this is, this is actually two days. I was just recently asked to help do this thing on Wednesday night and to, to lead our, our Wednesday night service. And I was like, man, what perfect timing. Now, I could have made the excuse, oh, I can't go because my truck is broken. Or I can't make it because it's too cold to ride the motorcycle. I can't, you know, I could have just made all these decisions and, and just been that close to stepping into something that I haven't done for a while. And I think, man... I had that excuse all ready to go, but God, but God. So I go and I get the parts, I do all the stuff, and then I break the uh, the uh, um, spark plug off in the engine. So it's stuck down inside there. Now, for those of you, you know, I drive a Ford, so it was bound to happen. <laughs> so the, the, it's broke off inside there. So now I got to go get an extractor tool. I got to go do all this stuff. And, and I'm like two hours out 
from leading this thing. And I finally just said, you know what? I got to have to take it to the shop. I can't get this thing out. I wasn't good enough at what I was doing to get it out. So I'm like, man, now I got to go to the shop. I got to do this. So now I got to make plans to do this thing, get a tow truck and all this stuff because I don't want to start it with no spark plug and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I could have just called up and said, you know what? You know what? I got pastor. You got to have somebody else do this. And I'm not going to make it. My truck's broke. You know, but I have a good wife that's willing to drive me or let me drive her car. I barely fit in it, but that's okay. So I, I could have made a bunch of excuses. There was a struggle for a moment in my life, and I could have made a bunch of excuses to get out of the thing because I was mad or I was frustrated or whatever. And I and and we find ourselves in situations that we just feel like we can't get through it. Or in a place that we're right there on the edge of some kind of breakthrough. And all, or, or, or all we have to do is, and really all we have to do is jump in the pool. But the pool feels like it's getting further and further away. Somebody cuts a line. This happens. That happens. We reach out to our friends and family and still can't seem to get there. Then because of all of this, we start to accept that circumstance instead of reaching out to the one who can truly get us where we need to be. And then we end up just accepting where we are. And that's what I feel happened to this man next to the pool at Bethesda. Is, you know, I'm, I messed up. I made it to the pool and I'm just, I, uh, I'm tired. I don't, I, I, I have nobody here to put me in the pool. I'm just, I'm done. And, and sometimes we actually get to that point in our lives where we just feel like, man, this isn't going to happen. And then we have to go, but God, because God will take care of it, even though we've made the excuses. God will put us in the place even though we've made the excuses. and it's, But we have to actually say yes to him. See, because God asked this man, do you want to be made well? And sure, he had an excuse. And Jesus healed him anyway. So the pool, and, and look at how this pool worked. You have to really kind of consider how this pool worked. The pool was stirred once a day. During that moment, the way it, the way it reads to me, it says the angel came and stirred up the water. So the way it reads to me is that there was a supernatural stirring of the water. God was moving the water. The angel was moving the water. So this, the water was stirred once a day. So the water came alive. It was full of motion. And that was when you had to get in, not when it was still. When the water is still, when water is still, it gets gross and it gets stagnant. And it gets bleh. So you had to get in when the water was moving. So at the pool was a representation, and this is the way I look at it, the pool was a representation of the living water, but not until the angel stirred it. So the water came to life for the moment to heal whoever stuck their feet in first, whoever stepped in first. So there could have been 50 people jumping in the pool, but whoever got in first was the one that received the healing. So I can see this guy's kind of point of view where he's going, man, you know, I just can't get in there. But see, now, today, we have to have this understanding that the living water walked beside the pool and came to speak to the man, and the man walked away whole. So this is how this works, is when we have an understanding of who Jesus is, when we have a st an understanding of how Holy Spirit works, and we have an understanding of who we are, and we know that Jesus is there every day, Every moment when we receive him, we can always reach out to him and he will reach out his right hand and he will revive us. The pool, sometimes we think the pool of living water was Jesus. We have to grab hold of that. 
So even though we make excuses, you know, what did Peter do? Here's, here's a classic. You know, Jesus shows up walking on the water, and the water was rickety, and he's walking out there on the water, and Peter's like, if it's you, Lord, I'll step out of the boat. And he says, it's me, Peter. And he stepped out of the boat, and he actually walked on the water. And then he pauses for a moment. And we all go, he looked at his circumstances. He looked at his issues. He looked at his problems. No, he took his focus off of Jesus. He took his focus off the living water. He took the focus off of the healer. He took his focus off of the the thing that made him. And he recognizes him, and and he sees the, the water start to stir, and he sinks into the water, and Jesus reaches out and does what? Pulls him up. Ye of little faith, right? So we have to look at this this picture of this man sitting by this pool, just waiting. And Jesus just kind of comes in out of nowhere. The living water appears before him and says, take up your bed and walk. The pool of living water is Jesus. So when the world tells us the pool is just over there, or it's just out of reach. Remember, Jesus is always with us. We don't have to wait. We don't have to stay where we are. When Jesus is on the scene, we have the living water that heals us. And we're jumping in the pool. Right on. Right on.